his head and free arm. It wasn't heavy enough for the job. I'm in! Can you let go? I'm gonna try and drag you round to the stern, then I can get you in. Brother, there's rocks here. Can't be. My feet keep hitting something. Then the boat would hit them. Tom, are you ready? You have to let go, but swim hard and stay close. I'll pull you along. He did. And he didn't. I don't know what happened. But he got himself pulled away from the boat again, out along the rope, and the next thing he was screaming all hell about rocks behind him. And in the same moment, there was this almighty bloody gust out of nowhere, and the boat swung hard and quick towards him, with the rope still holding him to it. And he fucking disappeared between the boat and whatever was behind him. He was gone. I'd fought with Pa. We fought about stuff all the time, but usually one of us had to stop because neither was going to be the first to use Ma to score points. Not this time. We both took the brakes off. I was shouting and hissing, and I heard myself say things I should never have said. I felt this fucking mad rage in me. There was no way of taking any of that back. And then I saw his hand coming at me. Came at my face like a hoof. The surprise meant I didn't know what to do. I don't think he did either, so I left. I went out for a walk. It wasn't slow, like my walks usually are. It was angry. My shirt suddenly felt like it didn't fit. While I was walking past the tractor sheds and out across the field with my arms all stiff in their sockets, I must have dug my nails into my palms because when I uncurled them to open the gate, they burned like crazy. It was early. The sun was low and a big dry moon was coming up the back. I got to the fallen chestnut and sat there looking down at the dogs, sniffing and carrying on. Never understood how that tree kept living. It came over in a storm a few years back. We'd found it the next day, Pa and I, lying there with all its legs in the air and out the soil. But it survived. Must have been because enough roots were still stuck in the earth and it had the water ditches feeding it. Anyway, it was still there and its branches made a big arch that was just right for resting on. I pulled my jacket close and stuck my hands in my pockets. Ma always said, if you know where your roots are, you can survive anything. When I hated how things were, my mind always turned to Ma. And how she was before everything happened in Zambia and we came back here. Ma was beautiful. Soft and sweet-smelling and covered with flour. I knew this wasn't quite right because she couldn't have always been baking. I remembered her sitting at her piano in a dress with zebras on it, and I knew she would have been baking apple pie for me, or a nut bread for Pa. Her novels were always covered in flour, too. She'd stand there, kneading the dough with the library books to the side of the board, reading away, and sometimes she'd say, Oh, that, Mr. Darcy. Now there's a man for you. Pa would tease her and say she only ever liked a man in breeches, and he didn't stand a chance with her, what with his overalls. I always pretended to look away when they kissed. My chest ached from the cold and my head. I get headaches from being too angry. Felt like the inside of my skull was all red and raw. The dogs were fed up as well, so I started back to the house. We'd been out so long that by the time we were making our way past the horses, I could see Pad put the lights on. I could make out the shape of the house against the sky. When the sun went down and the warm went with it, you could hear the last hope of heat crack as it hit the horizon. 
made me wish I hadn't cut my hair so short. I put the dogs in through their door, all wet from the grass, and stood outside. The house looked warm with all the lights on. Ma always said it was pretty, and I suppose it was. She liked brick houses. Looking at it, I thought, maybe this time, I'll leave. So I stood there, feeling the kind of sorrow that stuck in my throat. I didn't cry, and I kept standing still. Then, for no reason, or maybe because I just didn't know what else to do, I made a deal with myself for God or some bullshit like that, that if Pa came to the window and looked out before I counted to 100, then I would go back in. If he looked for me in the night outside, I would go back inside and tell him it was okay, that I didn't blame him. I wanted to tell him I missed Ma, too. They didn't look out, and I knew I could never say it anyway. When I ran out of numbers, even though I counted longer than I planned,